What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the second episode for the week of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. We will now just share our thoughts on Spiderhead, a Netflix original. With you for that discussion, just Grayson and Roger. For the discussion on Lightyear, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 284A, posted on Tuesday, 628. Well, Roger, it is, I think, officially... The last day of June 2022. I'm really excited to be talking about Spider-Man. Head. Spider-Head. Oh. I got to ask you, Roger, mm-hmm. how much did you love Miles Spider-Man. Teller's... It was Miles, incredible. <laughs> Miles Teller's mullet. Oh, well, yeah. He does have a starter mullet, which is appreciative. You know, as a as a mullet aficionado as I am. I, I knew you were. You're a, you're a you're a, you know big facial hair slash mullet aficionado. I did, so. I did. I had a mullet last year, or was it two years ago? Now I'm probably gonna have another one here in about six weeks, four to six weeks. I remember, more, I remember just trip. when I just when I got out of just when I was finishing college, just got out of college. You were my manager at Marquee, as we talk about all the time. And boy, you were so proud of one that you had for like six months. You were like oh, yeah. every day, like so proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean, would... listen, it, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot. Does it, though? Does it? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got to be there for it sometimes. You just got to be asking for it. All right. Let's talk about Spiderhead. The Rotten Tomatoes listen, score. Tom Holland is incredible. <laughs> yeah, Night Monkey. He's great as Night Monkey. Yes. Yeah, Spiderhead. All right. Tomato meter, 41%. This is one of the few times... When the when the tomato meter is actually higher than the audience score of thirty percent, yeah, makes sense. Probably people can't be fooled by this movie's fake schlock. They will not be fooled by it. schlock, huh? Wow, schlock indeed. Okay, so Spiderhead. Let's get some particulars out of the way. And I've done a lot of thinking. So we usually record both episodes on Sunday, but um, we recorded. We decided to record Spiderhead tonight. So I was able to do some additional thinking about Spiderhead. And okay. It does not bode well in the movie's favor. <laughs> you oh, usually, so the more you thought about it, the lower, the worse it got? Yes. That's not and, good. And I will tell you why is because okay. I just didn't – I think it made a lot of amateur mistakes. Um, not, I guess not so much amateur mistakes, but more along the lines of just not good for story moves, I guess is the better way to put it. It just – it's almost like a lot of it was. You remember when you were, of course, in you know, you know, high school, college, middle school, writing papers. You, you know, filler. Everyone did oh, it. Oh yeah. I feel like a lot of this. Like I need filler. another two hundred and fifty words. <laughs> so you like know. you, like you go, like you, you look at three pages and you, and you, you, you stretch three pages into four by like adding a, like pointless additions to sentences. Don't need, you know what I mean? Like you turn Actually, three pages into four. Do you really want to know what my trick was in college, in all seriousness? <laughs> what, what is your, what's so, your trick? It used to be back in – I don't know if you can still do this because it's been so long since I've written any kind of like term paper or anything. It's not really relevant for me anymore. Um, you know, they always had to be in like 10-point font or like something like that. 12, 12 font. 12, Times, yeah. Times, Times New Roman 12. Well, did you know – or at least you used to be able to do this. I'm sure you probably still can – you used to be able to make it like 12.25 font. Oh, did you? You did. But it wasn't 13. So it was smaller than 13. Mm, so that's, <laughs> that's listen, interesting. You want to know how you stretch an extra page? Like 
<laughs> you know, I, I love how you said that. Twelve point four question mark? You just yeah. you went you see like, how you, you get away with. Oh man, that's only eight and a half pages. That's got to be ten. You know, they'll take nine and a half as ten pages. You know, I don't know. I had oh, a professor who I had a professor in in towards my the end of college. I mean, lit was not a literature at um the, my university was they didn't mess around so. They always required us to have no margins. What? So writing like a three Who the or four hell wants to read that? Well, well, that's the thing is like a three or four page paper in college really isn't that big of a deal. No, it's uh, not. It's that's like, hey, I gotta pound this out in like two hours. <laughs> yeah. But three and four page I just, paper with I just no margin. Adderall. I need to I need to finish up my paper. Well, Allegedly. Three and, three and four pages without margins, that's like eight or nine pages. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. it's just but man, they they love their no margins at um, my university. So well, see, my, I guess things like that are different now because like back in like this is how old I am, or you know, forty now. Like I actually had to turn in physical papers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't just drop a file in. You know, be like, all right, here's my paper. Click on it when you're ready to read it. You know, and it pops up. Like it was like, all right, here you go, buddy. I had to I had to stop by the computer lab on my way. <laughs> And print this out because I can print it this one for free. Oh, you're right? talking about you like kids now have to submit it to those programs to see if yeah they just drop with drag and drop yeah yeah I mean, that's I, how I do ninety percent of my work like I couldn't tell you the last time I printed out something that was of any value. Well, I well, I mean just I don't I do I've been out of school for so long I couldn't even tell you what to do now I'm sure it's something similar but yeah it's got to be all Dropbox and stuff like that I'm Google sure is, stocks but... and all that stuff. A, a, a bunch of schlock, if you ask me. All right, quit so... using that word. I don't like it. It's untrustworthy. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's talk about Spiderhead. We have a small cast: Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, Journey Smollett, Tess Hubrich, BB Betancourt, Angie Milliken. Directed by Joseph Kosinski, who of note just did the lovable Top Gun Maverick that just broke a billion and is still going strong, and it's like fifth, fifth or sixth week in the box office. Good for that one. So are you saying Spider Head or Spider Man? Spider Head, but you can keep talking oh. about Spider Man. You can go ahead and keep talking about Spider Man. I don't think I watched the right movie. <laughs> this one is not part of the MCU. Just oh, FYI. definitely did not in it. It does, it does have Thor. You were right about that. You're right. This is this bullshit. Is, this is based on a short story called "Escape from Spiderhead" by George Saunders. Uh, Roger, you're the books on tape guy. Did you? Do you ever? I have not checked that one out. So I actually just for the first time, I think first first or second time, I actually just started a new book. Uh, uh, it's already a book that I've read. I've never done that, but I would decide to go back and dig something in a, something out of the shelf and go again. So there you go. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I mean, let's talk about it then, Roger. Why don't you tell us what Spiderhead is about? So short synopsis: Spiderhead. It's like um. Like a prison penitentiary style, but it's it's kind of like a research prison where they're they're kind of free to move around within limits and interact with other people and like make their own food and stuff like that. Um, they don't but have it's like restrictions. a yeah, it's like a pharmaceutical testing lab. You know, like they have to submit to like these random drugs to be tested through them that like affect their emotions. Um, and there's a few of them that we see play through, and it's it's an interesting interesting thing. See, well, there, there's some interesting things going on, like you just said. There's some real flashes of brilliance, but I don't think they go with that, any of that. They don't go with the right story here. Um, we're centered around 
we in this one we are centered around Miles Teller as Jeff, Our boy and, Jeff, and Journey Smollett as Rachel, who are are in who are both in there for very similar reasons. Um, kind of, I mean, what is it manslaughter? They both are committed both to in for manslaughter. Yep, of people very near and dear to them that they loved. Yeah. And it's really kind of taken a toll on both. And see, I really now I, I don't now. This is just me not having read the the short the source material. But I would be willing to bet there's some link in the source material to why they were chosen. Because I'm I'm sure because this traumatic past. You think they were avid bingo players? Well, I think they were chosen. I, I think we're supposed to walk away with the fact that Chris Hemsworth, Steve Abnasty chose them, but we never get that. I don't think we ever get that vibe in this. Like, I don't think. We no, they don't really do a good job of explaining that now. Because what Steve Abnesti does, he manipulates people and he kind of forces them to make the decision he wants them to make. He's a pretty charismatic guy. He, well, he's well, he's he, he he's a charismatic shitbag, is what he is. Let's yeah, just be honest. pretty much. Uh, but before we get to that, so we're introduced to some of the drugs that, um, some of the drugs that this this place ad- administers. One of them, for example. Darken flocks, yep. Where it makes you kind of experience the worst fears, the worst stuff that you've ever dealt with in your life. There's a what verbose or verbase, verbulose or whatever. That Verbu- makes you I, I mess it up every time. Verbulose, very, very. What's the right word? Very here? truthful and very articulate. Yeah, articulate and literal as well. They were saying very so. literal. So it's hard to lie. It's hard to not give your opinion when you're on when you're on that one. And there's another one. Uh, uh, love actin is one. Love actin is as soon as he drugs you to minister love love actin, it makes you crazy for whoever you see first. Pretty and much, it, it makes you go from all the stages of meeting someone to you know to physically being with them in about ten seconds. Like full so, on. And what's the, the what's the other one that makes them laugh? I forget, but there's, only there's one that does that. Oh, there's yeah. one that makes them laugh too. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is the first thing you actually see. <laughs> Which is kind of weird, but well, yeah. see here we have the interesting thing. This is where I think a lot of the filler comes in. Is I think they stretched what should have. I mean, this in all purpose could have been a forty-five minute movie. I'm not saying they would have made it. 45 I think this would have been a better, honestly, a better uh, TV show. Like maybe a three or four episode miniseries in and out. Make it like a six episode limited series. Make it forty-five minutes each episode. I think you, you know, get you, know little, what? you go because a little bit deeper that way. You expand a little further into what the drugs do, why the people and, are there, and yeah, the people. Think, yep, absolutely. I, I think you're. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Um, Good luck getting of, Hemsworth to do something like that, though. Speaking of, did you just a little aside? I just read this week. I posted on our social media that Boz Lerman is turning um, Australia, that movie from 2008 with Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman, into a limited, I think, six or eight episode miniseries. Well, I mean, I've seen that movie already. I mean, <laughs> well, no, like, I, I think he was literally well, gonna... he's literally cutting the movie into episodes. Oh, maybe I maybe that's I never got my facts wrong, but shit, I mean, that actually sounds way worse to me. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I figured I he was like wrong. remaking it a little bit. You know what I mean? That, that makes it sound like it was. But gonna if, be an offering if he's just on, chopping um... it up, I'm like, what the? Why? Okay. That, that makes it sound See, like look, an offering on. Quibi. He's a weirdo, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that more next week when we after we talk about pelvis. Elvis, jeez, man! Oh, Spider Man and Pelvis for Spider Head and uh, Elvis. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so let's back to. Did okay. I watch the wrong movie again? Twice in a row, you did that. Twice. God but that's, damn it! But that's okay. That's okay. 
I'm, I'm sure pelvis would have been a lot more. I guess fun. we'll deal with that next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, we will. All right, so let's talk about this contraption, how the drugs are administered. And before what do they call that, it? A, a Moby pack? Uh, some kind of pack that's like. Yeah, I, Moby I pack know, is what it was called. Like medically inserted into their back. It's like attached to their spinal column, and it takes these little vials of the drugs that they administer. Which I think in like the real world produces all kinds of like real logistical problems but in the movie world no problems because if you never address the problem then there are no problems yeah like how, it's just like how would part you of sleep? life it is how would you sleep on like you would just wake up with the worst ache in your back you could not sleep yeah. on it you could be a side sleeper that's it. for sure <laughs> uh, but i mean we do see that they are a little they can take damage <laughs> yes, like they're a first like they're a first uh first person shooter hero from yeah. you know two two thousands so the first instance we get of this is Abnesti, the incredibly charismatic Chris Hemsworth, which now that I've had a chance to think about this, this is one of the first times I've seen him in a movie that's I, I, I say to myself, they should have got this someone else should have should have played this role. It should not have I been mean, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. It just shouldn't have been. He just he I think he's okay in the role. I just don't think that fits him overall. I agree with you. you. Know? And it's just as charismatic as, as they wanted the character to be and as good looking and charming. I mean, he definitely fits all of those boxes, but I just don't think it was the right handsome son of a gun to put in that role. I just, I just, there's something about Chris Hemsworth in this role I just don't like. However, that's a discussion uh, that we'll have towards the end. We move to score it, but we see two people, Jeff, put in the room with with another one of the patients, Heather, Lizzie. Maybe? No, oh, no, Heather. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, Heather. Is you get Heather and in. Sarah are the, are the other two ladies. Yep. Heather and Sarah are two ladies, and he's put in the room with one of them, and Love Acton is activated, and they go at each other. I mean, that's, that, that's part of the trailer. That's, that's part of what this was cut on is you mm-hmm. in the trailer, you got to see those two going at it sexually. I mean, that's probably how they sold the movie for a lot of people, but once you watch Spiderhead, you realize it isn't what the trailer... It's a very little bit of that, yeah. yeah it's a very different movie than... Anyway, so... We get to see what it does, how fast it works. He, Steve Abnasty, Chris Hemsworth is collecting data. Now, here's I want to ask you some questions about how to tell a story in a short time when when this is what you're going for. What we have these few a rotating door of characters when he's putting he's prating in and out of this room to observe when he administers a drug and see what happens. Mm-hmm. How much? How long can you stretch this into a story? I mean, I don't know. Each individual drug has its own testing phase and all that sort of stuff. And we find out later on that the, they're actually taking drugs off. The names are off like a bingo card. Like the Love Acton drug is N40 for like bingo, like N40. And so you realize that there's a lot of things on this card that they have to to knock off before they get everything right. So We have, we have to assume that at least two of those of the four we mentioned – are sticking around because they're successful. Yeah. We get a little gold star. (laughs) (laughs) You get a gold star. You get a gold star. And it's part of, part of the aesthetic also of spider head. This prison is it's large. It's very, it's very largely empty. There's not a lot of stuff in these rooms. Very Mm -hmm. spacious. It's built. It's, it's built like a, I guess a world war two bunker almost would be. That's probably what it was. Uh, It's, it's a very different kind of place, but I feel, I feel like that helps. 
the, the set design here, the aesthetic, I think, really lends to what the movie is, what it can be. These massive wide open spaces, you know, um, populated with almost nothing. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes to what we're getting here in Spiderhead, especially in this white-ass room where people are made to go in and sit. Now, let, let, me, let me ask you then from a realistic point of view. Sure. After, after you were put through this once... How likely would you be if you're a prisoner that's got some serious time in front of him, him, him or her, put in this room? Obviously, you've already you're not the kind of person that goes with societal norms. Um, how do you you wouldn't would you give accurate results or would I mean, you give I th- accurate results? I think honestly, I probably would, especially if I know I have to work out my sentence there anyway. Why not? Might as well. Yeah, because you always got to think maybe you get off for good behavior for stuff like that, right? Helping them out. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's what they talk about is a reduced sentence. But I mean, time. some of the drugs seem to not have the worst effects in the world. You know no. what I mean? Well, I mean, every, every all, all the drugs seem beneficial except Darkenflox. Mm, which I mean, I don't know whatever weird drug they were testing on the guy that just made him just eat and eat and eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems cool for a little while, but oof. No oh, man, your body's going. Your body's going to be dead after a while. It's just so much food. Although mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's funny for an audience like us, but in reality, that would not be good for anybody. Sure. But so here, I mean, what do we? What do you get from this movie? What do you walk away with? Honestly, not a lot. So when, I mean, is, with is, is, Spider- it a, is it a take on life? Is it a, is it a take on twenty twenty two America? Is it what's it a take on? I don't know. That. I think it's a weird redemption story for, for like Jeff. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now we're getting somewhere. Jeff and Rachel, or I well, thought it was Jeff, Lizzie. Lizzie, it is Lizzie. Oh, I, I don't know why this is. So, I'm looking. I was looking at the same site, and I always have I mean, it. It's Rachel. No, it's yeah, it's Lizzie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like their redemption. How they through all the stuff that they went through to get to Spiderhead. How they kind of like found each other, and they had a little something going on. And they're but they're broken people. You know what I mean? Everybody on the island's messed up at least a little bit. And has done something bad to end up there. So I think that's the story that they try to tell here is, you know, yeah, the the sci-fi drug thing is like some weird side plot of how, you know, everybody's made of broken parts, basically. And it kind of, it well, it falls short on just about everything, honestly. <laughs> like this movie just doesn't really hold your attention. But I mean, like I laughed a little bit because there's some funny moments and then there's some other moments where you're just like, what the hell is going on here? Well, let's... And there's too many of those. Well, and, and there's too many of those that don't get much of an explanation outside of like a quick hand wave. Mm-hmm. You know, like a quick quick explanation, which I need more than that. And, you know, get more than that. But, I mean, the, 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 the two stories that we delve into pretty deep are, of course, Jeff and Lizzie. And we see these... Jeff was being a young guy was having fun with his friends and he had a girlfriend who he was very much in love with and him and his friend take off down the road and you see little snippets. They, they give you little pieces of the puzzle. Also until, don't drink and drive folks. Yes. Or do drugs and drive or any of the, don't do any intoxication and drive. How about that one? Um, sure. <laughs> I'll agree to that. I, I'm not quite sure how that plays out works, uh, works to the movie's benefit. Um, I, you know, when we were th- watching, when, well, sorry, when I was watching it, the one thing I thought of was, 
Peanut Butter Falcon. And here's why I thought of that. Shia LaBeouf is playing a character who is lost, destroyed. He is just out there in the ether, man. He just cannot reconcile his head with what happened. Now, if you've seen it, it's a, it's a modern retelling of Huck, Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. And we get these little snippets in that movie of he had a brother. And the only kind of explanation we, you get, I think, is what you only need is Shia and his brother are driving. And because of Shia, because of Shia's character, they have an accident. John Bernthal's the brother doesn't survive and that's what that's what's destroyed him so very much and i think it's so powerful because we don't get so much detail that we also feel it now i think there's a point in this movie where we 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 get almost too much of jeff's story and we get it more than once did you notice that we we see you get it well you get different you get more information each time you see it we so we see the but we see the same of we see the crash and the people in the car more than once yes and I'm, I'm not sure it's as impactful if you keep showing us over and over again. Well, like I said, it's, it's not like it just replays the same thing. You do learn a little bit more each time. Right. But the only one that really matters is the last one. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could have led with that. Didn't have to be some weird, like, surprise. I wonder how the movie would have started if we if, – if it took two minutes, three minutes, four minutes even to start that party. To show us then, the whole story. And then he gets he gets in the car, and then looks he looks to his right, see his friend in the passenger seat. They they're both high and drunk, and then they just smile and drive off. And then boom, he he wakes up in Spiderhead. Continue with our story. Like I'm almost, I'm I'm always convinced bookending a movie is the way to go for a lot for a lot of these simple stories because you you show a lot of detail without wasting a lot of time, and that's important to a story like this when a lot of this is filler, you don't have a lot of super important information to give. So yep. they're fluffing it with a lot of other stuff. For instance, a lot of the Abnasty stuff, the, a lot of the Chris Hemsworth stuff is in my opinion, fluff, but look, if you have Chris Hemsworth, use him. <laughs> let sure. Him, let him be on the screen for a while. Why not? Well, right? You want to know what's fluff for me well, is a lot of the interactions between Jeff and Lizzie where like Lizzie is cooking. Like they don't ever talk about like why she's the cook. Or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what her background is. Now, obviously, she seems like she's pretty skilled at it. But, like, they don't talk about any of that. It's just like, yeah, I need some copper pots. You know, like, what the what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, I, th- I think it's to give you the the audio, audio and visual clue that she is being very motherly to people. Sure. Okay. She's, cook- she's, she's cooking people's meals, and she's making sure they're, they're properly fed. You know, much like a mother would do for a child, and that for her is thematically extremely important. However, you're right though. I don't. We see a lot of it, and I once you say, okay, she's 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 a good cook and she likes to prepare meals. I'm not sure how much of that is necessary. After that, is my point. Um, and it's just like you're right. So a lot of it's considered fluff, which, again, I don't know works. Actually, is it even interest. fluff if it doesn't matter? Well, Sometimes fluff can at least, you know, be entertaining, but like that's just what a waste of minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if you have these, you, you might as well use these characters. You got to, I mean, a script has to be X number of pages. You know, Hollywood has certain, you know, for people to get credit, X number of pages had to be written. And I, I mean, I'm sure however, those contracts have to come into play because it's still a major motion picture being shot under the Netflix majors. I think it's probably under majors. Uh, those, those, those contracts. So like, I don't know, again, how much that stuff works in the movie's benefit. 
I, I don't know. I, look, I, I I do plan on reading the story, the short story. By yeah, George I'd like Saunders. to check it out, maybe. I wonder how how different it is, but I imagine this this should have never left the page. No, probably not. To. And but I, and, I mean, well, so the one thing that I get the idea from, I don't think this movie probably cost Netflix a whole lot of money to make, right? No, I'm, I bet you. I mean, you're the you're the uh, budget guy. Um, you know what? You're the right. Budget I am couldn't the budget have been, guy. It couldn't have been more than 15 or 20. I'll be surprised if it was more than 15 or 20. I'll be extremely surprised. Give me one second. I will get that information to the best of my abilities. Yeah, I will. So I'll jump back in there and talk about, there was a lot of very interesting music choices too, which I thought, you know, I mean, those definitely mean something thematically, and they do, and I don't want to ruin, uh, that's kind of a major spoiler, what they could mean. So I did like the music choices, and in that the the opportune times they were played, uh, I did really enjoy those. And I think it, it fits the tone of the movie pretty well, and it's even better that, excuse me, it's even better that Hemsworth Abnasty is choosing them and playing Dude, them. there is a report that Spiderhead cost a hundred million dollars. There's no effing. There's way. no way that's accurate. No way that's accurate. What? The movie we just watched. The hot, are you serious? Um, Look, I, mean, I can be wrong. On. I mean, I don't know how much of that is Chris Hemsworth's. I imagine he didn't take much of a salary though. Give me a minute. Oh, no, I got to dig no deeper into this a, now. There's no way that was a hundred. But look, I mean, that just means that we're visually unable to like measure this one with our, I mean, there's no way. I mean, I, I, I guess it could be if they really shot it all on location and Island and not on sound stages and sure, you know, if they did find an old bunker and, and you know, build it up a little bit. Sure. I guess or they could. bought the bunker. <laughs> bought the bunker from wherever they were in the Caribbean. Sure. I, yeah, it's fine. Dude, there are multiple reports this cost a hundred million dollars. Holy hell, man. This must what? be a tax. Then this movie's a tax shelter for Netflix. Dude. No, there's listen. Some, there's that's some why you're losing subscribers. <laughs> yeah, $100 million for Spiderhead. Holy moly. I mean, look, some of the sets were pretty elaborate, though. So maybe, but they maybe didn't that's what they did. They could have just been CGI. Or they could have been green screen, or they could have just been built sets. Like, I mean, we look and we see that it's stone, but I mean, that's the magic of. The craft of building sets is you make just, wood look like stone. And wood is cheap. It just doesn't feel right in my brain. Or maybe they were planning a couple sequels and they just put all the money up front so they wouldn't so, the, so they could amortize it over the over time. Ah, man, I don't know. What that takes me out of left field. I, I think that's the the most wrong we've been about a budget ever on the show. I mean, listen, I felt maybe 20, 25 because it's Hemsworth, you know? 30, maybe 35 at the absolute most. I never would have guessed above 35 or 40, though. Buddy. Holy cow. Oh, man. Well, so, what gosh. I, I, like, I legitimately am, like, awestruck by that number. Jeez. Mm, yeah, so am I. But anyway, so... When... Who? What character did you sympathize with the most, Jeff or Lizzie? None of them. None of them. None of them. No. Okay. Well, what did you ever? Was there ever a time when you? When did you remember hating Steve Abnasty? I mean, you can find out pretty early on that he's a shitbag, right? He's just there's charismatic a, about it. There's a thing that even in the very beginning, I mean, the first time we see Steve, the first few times we see Steve. The movie, the film is very, the editing style is very uh, specific to when he says something, and he says something kind of condescending like to somebody, 
he will the camera will hold on him the the, the, the shot will hold on him the edit and he'll smile mm-hmm. now i mean look chris Hemsworth has a beautiful smile that's nothing wrong with that but it's a very smarmy i'm an asshole smile i'm a villain smile you know what i mean like it's 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 very much that way and it's very much within character for him so i mean you know, characters in the early moments of the movie will usually give you an indication of what their intent is. As far as as the audience watching a movie, you can usually start to get clues pretty early, and this one's about as early as they get. Sure. So, I mean, I I, I guess I appreciated Hemsworth playing a smarmy dick. Well, he's good at it. He's good at it. Unfortunately, he's good at it. Yeah, he shouldn't. So he's, he's all here. Well, me, but well, I was reading deeper into the budgeting of Netflix. Did you know? Well, I, I now know why Netflix is hemorrhaging money, okay? So, like, I like Stranger Things. I think it's a cool show. Do you know how much it costs per episode of Stranger Things in season four, their newest season? I don't know, but it can't be cheap. Would you like to take it? Wander a guess? Uh, let's let's no, go. I'd like, you, I'd like you to know Game of Thrones costs on average $15 million an episode in the last three seasons. Let's say, knowing knowing you just said that, let's go seventeen five per episode. More. 20. More. No. More. <laughs> 35 million an episode? 30 million an episode. Holy shikes. Holy shnikes. I'll, I'll, I'll pull out the old Chris Farley. Holy shnikes. Buddy. That is a lot of, that's a lot of lettuce per, uh, that's a lot of cheddar per. Hope you guys are ready for commercials. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. You know, it's funny. God, the, so, I mean, I told Roger and I tried to get them to come on the show, but I just, when I was in Atlanta finishing up on Harold and the Purple Crayon, um, my my accountant, the accountant, the first assistant, and the other second assistant, I was one second assistant. There was, an, there was a key second assistant above me, all worked on Spiderhead. So, I'm hoping within the next few weeks, I can get them to just do a special episode where they just call in, talk about Spiderhead movie budgeting. They 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 didn't they couldn't come on today because they're working but I they're thinking about coming on doing another episode and as is my accountant now as you I remember telling you Roger he he did hustle mm-hmm. with Adam Sandler so I'm hoping we can get a couple that of guy want to talk to there. yeah <laughs> how's Adam Sandler was he awesome I bet he, he was awesome <laughs> yeah so boy I can't believe that holy moly <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it like wow. <laughs> Just wow! I should have known that. I should have. I should have. I should have known Netflix is going to pull this shit. My God! Imagine how many better. Imagine how many. Well, here's a good one. At if least remember, Stranger Things is good. Well, if you remember this, the Vast of Night cost seven hundred seven million. Yeah. Or no, no, yeah. no. Sorry, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You can yeah. make. You can make over a hundred of those. Or one spider head. Yes. Let me just put that into perspective here, folks. And the Vast of Night is leagues ahead of this movie in quality. Yeah. Like it is night and day better. Holy moly. Yeah. Poof. Oh, shikes. Um, I mean, I, I bet you Palm Springs couldn't have been much of a budget either. Not $100 million. No, but I bet you Palm Springs... But Okay, let's see if we're right about this. How much do you think Palm Springs was? As a movie we rave about all the time. Mm, I'll find out. Oh, five million bucks for Palm Springs. Is it really? Yeah. So you, you can make 20 Palm Springs or one spider head. Yeah. That's Jeez. what you get. 
Netflix is like that spoiled ass rich kid who just buys whatever he wants because his mom and dad have the money. Holy yeah, but now mommy and daddy are you know, having a divorce, so <laughs> the belt's getting a little money. bit tighter. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Dad drinks too much, and you know, it's all downhill from here. Well, it's funny. I he's been doing I, cocaine for months, and nobody knows. <laughs> when I came, yeah, cocaine with um, snorting with hundred dollar bills. When I came, no. well, I'm working on a Netflix movie now, and when I and I, I've worked the the first assistant who hired me, and when I threw out a number I thought was really high, they didn't. Netflix did not even negotiate; they just accepted it. So, well, for like your salary, yeah, I threw out a number. Better I, go higher I was, next time. I, well, I thought for sure they were going to say no, and I, that's how I negotiate. You, you start high, then they shoot a number, then you, know, yeah. you negotiate. You some meet somewhere in the middle, yeah. But they accepted it right away. So, I mean, holy man! Now, now I see where all that my salary is partly worth. <laughs> my Netflix is hemorrhaging money like crazy. Yeah, so you you actually owe me a Netflix subscription. Thank you. You have <laughs> to pay that for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, it's a joke. So, but that's like 250 bucks now, and that's crazy talk to me. Holy cow! So okay, well, so this second episode is usually the the, the shorter episode of the week, kind of a quickie to get you into the weekend. So, mm-hmm. Roger, final thoughts on Spiderhead before we moving moving to score it. Spider, I mean, listen, the idea behind Spiderhead is an interesting movie, and it doesn't really pan out. And I really wish I'd done some budgeting. Uh, looking at the budget before we were halfway through this podcast because I would have really dove into deeper about what's going on here. Um, but I mean, the movie, it's not very good. And that's the really short version of it. We're going to school score it here in a minute, but I couldn't begin to believe what they spent a hundred million dollars on. Maybe the Moby packs are real. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they spent the money on developing the drugs. Yeah. They actually had to develop all these drugs. <laughs> And it worked. Which, yeah, that makes way more sense, actually. So Miles Teller <laughs> and that and that girl in the room weren't acting; they were they were looking mm. having sex. Yeah, that's listen. That's well, he's a great actor. And pervy Chris Pine was just watching it the whole time. Chris <laughs> Pine was Pretend. he like in the he, he was like off. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? I I, I, just I pulls up I watching my... people on Love Act and just with a bag of popcorn. Just what's up, guys? I, How you doing? I get all my handsome Chris's messed up. That's right. I mean, he's the only one where you've seen his butthole. So <laughs> there you go. Well, yep. you're obsessed with buttholes. One one day, listen. He... That's just fact. That a couple of episodes ago, we talked about it at length. Like you could see into him. Just you saying. could, you could. But the amount of times a week you ask me about that is incredible. But one one year, hopefully, when we we are somewhat of a big podcast, we're doing like a, a special episode. <laughs> I'm like, one of the questions I'd be like is, what is Roger obsessed with? And then you're just gonna hear some of the audience yell out, buttholes, buttholes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. At that moment, you will be proud, Roger. You'll be very, yeah. very proud. Yes, yes, I am. So, I agree with you. I this movie just—it's full of cool ideas that never really expand anywhere. Um, yeah. The drugs are super cool. The truths and reactions he was trying to extract from these people—it would have been cool if we didn't find out that he was just engineering to get a certain result, to get money, to get his own pharmaceuticals off the ground. I think. The more True. interesting story is a philanthropist, a philanthropist, um, Abnasty, literally just trying to change the world one drug at a time, and things just go wrong, and you can't, you know, events go into motion, you can't stop. But that's the more interesting story to me is, you know, because people and their relationships are the basis of all storytelling, they're the basis of all film for us anyway. It's, re- relationships are the basis of everything on this planet for human beings. So I mean, without interesting relationships, you got you don't really have anything. I don't really think this was any kind of a groundbreaking or moving anything. I don't think it. You know, it just 
It just I mean, kind of exists for me. It's a movie. It is a movie where you get, you know, <laughs> I mean, you do get some pretty great star power in Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller and Journey Smollett. Uh, you get some pretty damn good star power. Now, did the movie need that star power? No. No, think, not think at all. You, you could have, this could have been, maybe Miles Teller would have had to be, now see, I don't know who's, who's more important to be the better actor, the, the, the Jeff character or the Amnesty character. I mean, both could be interesting, but apparently not in this movie. Yeah, it's in, I mean, but we'll never know because this is the one we got. Yep. So I guess we'll move into scoring it. I'll, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Spider Spiderhead to me is. I was excited to watch it. I like. I I generally like what Netflix does when it puts some real star power and money behind something. I generally like Chris Hemsworth. I love Miles Teller. I met him. I shook his hand. Um, I was. I had the moon hopes for this one, and it's right now sitting at a four for me. No, yeah, no, that's no, 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 no. Well, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna back it up to three and a half. It's sitting wow. at a three, it's, it's sitting at a three and a half, not only because it didn't the movie didn't do anything. Like I, I understand when you walk when you turn the movie off, what you're left with, and I don't want to saying what I what I was left with is pretty much spoiling the entire movie, so I don't want to do that. But I mean, I, I it wasn't. It just was a movie that just really fell flat for me. So I'm gonna officially give it a three and a half. Okay, well I was gonna go for four, um, so we're not too far off. Like I said, this movie never really gets off the ground. It's acted okay. Uh, the story suffers, and it doesn't really go. It just spins its wheels. Uh, the good news is it's not two and a half hours long. It's you know about about an hour thirty five. Uh, it's like one hundred six hundred six hundred seven minutes. So it's got that going for us, but it's it just never really comes to anything. So I think a four is where it sits. Well, I mean, that's, I think that we're really half point off and we're below five. So, yep. How mad can you possibly be? Mm. Uh, well, Roger, this has been another episode. This has been episode 280. It has been an episode. 284B of Four of the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube as well. We'll make that return very shortly. Email for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at the black phone and Elvis, or as Roger calls it, Pelvis. Pelvis. Oh. You, you you may want to watch Elvis after you watch Pelvis. No.